Welcome back to Let's Talk About Women, a podcast where we talk about women's mental health across the reproductive lifespan. My name is Franziska Weinmer and I'm a doctoral candidate of the International Research Training Group 2804 and with this podcast we want to share insights from interdisciplinary research on women's mental health. In this special episode, I will take you on-site to the FEE Male Brain Symposium, which was held here with us in Tübingen in April 2023. I had the chance to talk to three speakers of the symposium, all of which are pioneers in the field of sex and gender research in neuroscience. I'm really happy and excited to share these interviews with you over the upcoming episodes. Enjoy! I'm now talking to Professor Markus Hausmann, who is a professor at Durham University in the UK. And in your research, Professor Hausmann, you're following a biopsychosocial approach to cognitive sex differences, specifically neuromodulatory properties of sex hormones on spatial, but also social cognition. And as a first question, I would have, what is a biopsychosocial approach to these cognitive sex differences? How would you describe that? So the biopsychosocial approach um, is an approach that um, it's basically an interdisciplinary approach that looks at um, um, that has different focuses. So not only the biological focus, because I'm my background is in bio and neuropsychology. Mm-hmm. But uh, to fully understand sex and gender differences, for example, this is not sufficient to uh, give correct answers, basically. So we need also to consider psychological factors, mm-hmm. um, like um, you know, self-confidence, for example. So how confident we are in solving particular uh, um, problems, cognitive problems, or um, um, people have anxieties even in, in specific testing situations, mm-hmm. for example. So this would all fall under Uh, psychological factors, and then we have uh, social factors. That is what our colleagues from social psychology usually mm-hmm. look at. Mm-hmm. And they look at, in particular, in this context, they look at uh, gender stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So they prime gender. So they let um, people know that the research they are going to do and and the tasks that they ask participants to solve, um, that they usually find sex gender differences in favor of one particular gender. Mm-hmm. And when you prime gender, then this actually affects the performance in the direction that follows basically the stereotype. And the biopsychosocial approach looks at all three of them mm-hmm. and in particular looks at the interaction between biological, social and psychological factors. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, we already talked about that in a, in a previous interview that probably the only way to understand and move forward in that field is to target this more complex but necessary interdisciplinary approach. Um, so um, yeah, it's that's probably the only way that we can target to understand what is that going on and not to look only from the biological perspective but then again to include all of the different factors. And you also see that there is an interaction um, for how, for example, biological factors can modulate psychological or social functions. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so just to give an example, <clears throat> so mm -hmm. it's uh, so there are studies uh, that look at spatial. Uh, there are there's quite a bit of research on spatial cognition and how um, sex um, and gender matters uh, in that area, and. Uh, We know that all factors contribute there or explain some of the um, variations in, in our data. And uh, what we are trying to do or what people have actually investigated is to look at how these factors interact. So to give an example, that means, for example, you prime gender. So you have one group of participants who you basically tell, well, this is actually a study that looks at at uh, sex gender uh, differences and in a control group you don't do that mm -hmm. so you compare the two groups and then what you find is uh, you find that the group where you prime gender depending on how good the, the particular individual is in the task they will either interpret the testing situation as a challenge or as a threat mm -hmm. this again then affects the endocrine system and releases either stress hormones mm -hmm. or potentially testosterone, you know, if you interpret the testing situation as a challenge. Mm -hmm. And we know what hormones actually do to particular parts of our brain mm -hmm. and how they, for example, how cortisol um, and estradiol interact with each other and, um, and you know, and then there are, sub-processes for some of these special abilities that are actually then down or up-regulated by mm -hmm. hormones. Mm -hmm. So you basically have a, 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 a social environment and you create a social um, yeah, you create a social environment that has direct implications on the endocrine system mm -hmm. which then affects the brain and of course then the behavior mm -hmm. or the performance in a particular cognitive test, for example. Yeah. So depending on how my stereotype as, um, as a woman, for example, would be how I, my stereotype is what women can or cannot do, um, I would then interpret this task in a very specific way and get uh, like a psychological response, either threat, being very threatened, being, um, uh, being fearful of that task or being very confident in my task. And that has different then effects on what kind of hormones and pro biological processes will happen that again have an effect on my performance then in the end is that exactly okay. yes okay mm. so I guess that that's a very good example then um, and uh, yeah I think again it's like probably necessary because to target this in a very interdisciplinary way because um, also during the symposium there were a lot of um, talks about how we can um, disentangle the biological sex um, and from the more social, cultural influenced gender in research. And um, yeah, and also the difficulties that we have in human research. Can you maybe talk about these difficulties that we are um, presented as researcher in neuroscience with the clear cut distinguishing is that because that's probably not really possible in human neuroscience or what would you say? Yeah, it's probably impossible but we can try and we should try. <clears throat> so that means that at the end it is quite often it's not sex and or gender that um, causes 
inter-individual differences in a particular mm -hmm. task, mm -hmm. but it's factors that are related to sex and gender that drive the effects. So, for example, the example that I've given before, it's actually <clears throat> that the results in this cognitive test are caused by how much I believe in these uh, gender stereotypes, mm -hmm. how much, how, how big my confidence is to overcome these uh, stereotypes, and also how responsive my maybe endocrine system is mm -hmm. to, these, uh, to these factors. So, uh, so it's not really sex and gender. Mm. It is to be aware that there are factors that are related to sex and gender that then have, have the effects. Mm -hmm. Okay. And do you think that would also then be um, a way to move forward in that field to then especially um, yeah, redefine what we're actually studying or what kind of factors that are that are associated or influencing sex and gender? Or how can we in neuroscience move forward when we talk about sex and And, gen and or gender or sex gender differences? I think in neuroscience uh, we need to be aware that there are also other factors that we are usually not measure. And these are psychological, quite often psychological and social factors. Mm -hmm. But to fully understand how sex and gender affects the brain and behavior, mm -hmm. we need to include these factors or at least be aware that there are other factors that we don't measure which might be confounded with what we are actually doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So therefore, um, even if you know, gender stereotypes, so I would not ask that all new scientists should now include gender stereotype measures, mm -hmm. okay. but uh, they, they should be aware that depending on the research question and the tasks they actually um, administer to their participants, that this might play a role mm -hmm. and that they might need to control for these um, confounders. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, and um, when or what, what kind of um, contribution could we then have uh, with this kind of research um, in the future as well. So what could be the implication of focusing a bit more, or at least thinking about what kind of an influence sex or gender can have for both women and men? So what would be then the contribution in the future if we try to understand I think that? the contribution would be if we actually make the public and lay people aware of... Uh, what sex and gender differences actually mean and, mm. and where we actually find them and where we don't find them and how large they are, etc. And that um, some of these factors are not just related or that some of the outcomes are not just related to the brain but to the social environment, mm -hmm. then this might actually help us to reduce the impact of these stereotypes on behavior. So at the end, I think doing research in this area will contribute to reducing these stereotypes mm -hmm. and make people a bit more equal mm -hmm. and maybe it makes the world a little bit better. And that would then also circle back to the biopsychosocial approach because 
if I would make them aware of my findings, of also making them aware of the complexity and of the interaction of biological, psycho psychological and social factors. And they have then a different understanding and maybe a different um, yeah, awareness of, of certain stereotypes. That, that might make them a bit less vulnerable mm -hmm. to these uh, gender stereotypes. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, social factors that definitely play a role, and that would then also have an effect on their psychological and performance again, right? Because it, as we talked about earlier, if whatever I interpret a situation like in a certain social context, social environment, has an effect on my bi biology, on my endocrine system, mm -hmm. for example, and then also on my performance. So actually, the research on this biopsychosocial approach circles back in the end of, to a biopsychosocial approach in the end and has effects on, yes, on that as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think that is then a very, um, yeah, it summarizes probably the talk quite nicely and also um, what you've been talking about in the symposium as well. So um, I would thank you very much for taking your time for this interview as well and sharing your insights and um, yes. Pleasure. <laughs> Welcome back and a huge thanks again to Professor Daphna Joel, Dr. Claudia Bart and Professor Marcus Hausmann for these great interviews. I hope you enjoyed this format. Maybe you were able to take away one or two things and are now a little bit more inspired. I definitely am. If you have any feedback, questions or suggestions for specific topics, please let us know and contact us via mail or Twitter. You can find the information in the show notes of this episode and our podcast. And if you've enjoyed the podcast so far, feel free to share it with family, friends or colleagues. Until then, hear you next time on Let's Talk About Women. Music